Welcome back to Beyond the Tavern Wall, a podcast where we, your tavern keepers, see we came up with a name for ourselves, enhance your adventures by talking about all things Dungeons and Dragons, from what class is the best to how to roleplay better. And today, I'm joined by my lovely and awesome other co-tavern keeper owner people who are going to introduce themselves. So we're going to have Hunter introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Hunter. And what's your favorite class? At the moment, I'd go with Monk. Monk? All right. Sam, introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. I'm Sam. Hello. What's your favorite class? I love Paladins. There we go. Kendall, introduce yourself and tell us your favorite class. Hi, I'm Kendall, and I love Clerics. And Haley, introduce yourself. Tell us your favorite class. Hey, everyone. I'm Haley, and my favorite class are Rogues. All right. Again, I'm Braden Figgins. Druids are my favorite, my very first character. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about, in a new kind of format that we've decided to do, is where we go over every single Dungeons & Dragons class in alphabetical order and discuss them. So today's episode is all about our lovely and rageful barbarians. Barbarians are probably the meatiest and strongest class in all of Dungeons & Dragons. They themselves have been able to harness the power of their anger to strengthen their ability to attack and many other different forms you will have as you progress throughout the game. Hunter, how would you describe a barbarian? Uh, we're talking about just kind of the stereotypical barbarian. A lot of people think of just like these towering, just massive sacks of bricks. Just absolute units that will mow down anything in their path. Kendall, what do you, what do you think of when you hear the word, in D&D terms, what do you think of when you hear the term barbarian? In D&D terms? Yeah. Um, I think of offense. Like the, the tank, the person that takes the most damage and gives the most damage. Okay. We'll go with Sam. We're going to hit, hit up everyone for this. Sam, what do you think? I think that guy's going to hit me hard and fast before I can even stand up. And Haley. <laughs> going along with Hunter, I'd say stereotypical, dumb, but hits hard. As you can hear, barbarians kind of have a very specific stereotype that goes with them. Uh, they're dumb. They're dumb. They're just all they're there is for power and hitting, hitting things as hard as hard as they can. What we want to do in these episodes is really break open and break away from those stereotypes. We'll talk about them a little bit and why they are that. But we want to have the ability to enhance your guys's play of barbarians if you ever choose to play one in a D and D campaign, because D and D is all about imagination and being stuck to the, your stereotypical classes being the dumb barbarian or another one would be the the edgy rogue can really get boring at times so today's episode is all about enhancing your guys's abilities to create fun and unique barbarians that fit well into your campaigns and how you can play if you want to do the stereotypes how you can play that to the best of your abilities with barbarians though they are known for being the tanks the like kendall is saying the people who can soak up the most damage and still do well i mean what is it? Mitchell plays a character, Mar, and he, we're level 10. He's level 10. And he has like almost 150 hit points, which is insane. It's um, a lot. It's a lot. You want to be those guys that completely can hit hard, take the damage. And some of those primary abilities that help you do that, we talked about 
I talked about their ability to harness their rage, their anger. And through that, they're able to, oh, what's the word? They're able to soak up more damage and deal more damage out. Go ahead, Hunter. Oh, no, I'm just, I was going to help you there, but yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Go well, how would you put it? Um, well, there's a lot of different aspects to the barbarian, but I mean, yeah, you, you hit their, their key feature right on the head, rage. Um, in, in a nutshell, like you said, they utilize their anger to out, output more damage, but then they can also cut in half uh, specific damage types. Um, but then another feature that I feel like gets somewhat overlooked with barbarians is their reckless attack, which allows them to give themselves advantage automatically uh, whenever they're doing an attack, but they also sacrifice uh, whoever's attacking them to have advantage on them. What is what is advantage and disadvantage? Of course, of course. So advantage is where you roll two 20-sided dice and you take the higher number. Disadvantage, it's, again, you roll two 20-sided dice and you take the lower number. That's the quick overview of Barbarians. Very simple, hit hard, tank hard, rage, and get very upset. That's a barbarian. I want to talk they're about... They're very moody. They're very moody, yes. It's kind of... It's like they hulk out. That's what I think of. They scream really loud and get big power. What are some stereotypes that you guys have noticed that most barbarians do? They dump their intelligence stats. And what is what does it mean to dump a stat? It means um, that... You don't bother putting any points into it, and you put your lowest rolled ability score into it. Because it's not a stat that you plan to use for your character. So making them super stupid. Why is that a stereotype? You don't need a brain to hit something really hard. I think it's also something that we see in, in popular media. I mean, the most popular one, I would say, is the Hulk. And I'm, I'm talking the old Hulk, not the new one that we see in the MCU. Um, but he basically just rages out like you, you see in like the first Avengers movie starts out as Bruce Banner, but then he rages out and becomes this mindless, basically killing machine. And as well as uh, in a lot of the D&D Let's, Let's Plays, you have your typical like Grog from Critical Role, uh, played by Travis Willingham. Um, he was a dumb barbarian. He tried to be smart, but he was just stupid. And that's what made him very level. Uh, Travis Willingham did a very, very good job at working with that stereotype. Um, but a lot of the times, people who do that just end up, uh, at least from what I've seen, the, the barbarians are just stupid. And it's not done well. They're just like, like they're, they're just dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's best when you can see where, like with an unintelligent character, um, I think it's best to play them that you can see where they're having a misunderstanding instead of just, Oh, I don't understand this. Blue. It could be like, I don't know. Ah, I'm blanking on an example. Just because they have a low intelligence doesn't mean that they are stupid. It can mean they just weren't. Um, it could just mean that they lack classical book learning. Like it doesn't mean that they're dumb as a brick. Grog. I think again, Travis Willingham did a fantastic job where even though he was really dumb, I think he had like a five in his stat, which uh, with stats, it's one from 20, 10 being average. Anything below that is below average. Anything above that is above average. So five is really dumb, but he played it in a way where it wasn't just, oh, I don't know what's going on. He played it where Grog thought he knew what was going on all the time, 
but he was always wrong on his assumptions. That's that's what I was trying to say. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Because intelligence is book smarts. Wisdom is street smarts, I would say. Yeah. So yeah. just because you don't read a ton or learn from school doesn't mean you don't know what's going on. Like, and that's, that's a very big stereotype that a lot of barbarians have is they believe because they hit hard, they don't need to think hard. All they need, like, like um, Sam said, it's, oh, you don't need to think to hit something. And that's where that, pro- that stereotype comes from. What are some other stereotypes you guys have noticed? Is there any ones that you guys specifically know of? Um, they're always big, which, you know, it makes sense because if they're a tank, they need to have a lot of strength. And so therefore big muscles, big stature. But, um, we need more barbarian fairies. Yeah. Yes. I would, more like halfling what? barbarians. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like they're either extremely big or they have extremely or, or small. extremely small. It's either they they run off their small uh, small man syndrome, or they're just really big. <laughs> yeah, and I think that comes from just like trolls and ogres and giants, like just those myths, because those creatures tend to hit really hard. So, you know, barbarians probably were inspired in part by ogres, giants, and trolls. I think another reason that stereotype is so big, and it just kind of came to my mind is that barbarians tend to be like clans. They're not part of society. They are outcasts. They're outlanders out there in the wilderness, surviving on their own, hunting, and completely shut out from society. So therefore, people mm-hmm. are like, oh, if they're shut out from society, they're not going to have practical modern knowledge. So therefore, they're, they're going to be dumb. They're brutish. Neanderthals. Exactly. Like a caveman could be considered a barbarian. I mean, sadly, with a lot of histories, a lot of history, if they weren't part of the main empire, they were considered barbarians. And like Sam said, brutish. I mean, a lot of the Roman empires or English, like, um, considered the Vikings barbaric because of their practices and who they were, even though there was just a lot of misunderstanding of the Vikings themselves. I mean, they did burn down a lot of villages. True. I'm not saying they're not barbaric, but I'm just saying it's a lack of knowledge on them. That yeah. they were classified as barbarians. Worse. Made it worse, yeah. Is there any other stereotypes? They're all reckless and don't um, think through things strategically. A lot of barbarians that I've seen are just, I'm just going to rush in and hit. I'm not going to think about how this is going to affect anyone else. I'm not going to think of how I can do this strategically kind of thing. It's punch hard. Exactly. And also a lot of barbarians are Goliaths, which is a D&D race of just very big humanoid humans. I feel like if, you, if you're a barbarian, you're going to go with Goliath because Goliath is big. So therefore, you're like, ah, oh, barbarian, big, Goliath, big, me go boom. Wow, it sounds like we're really picking on Travis today. It no. does sound like that. <laughs> I do think, though, this isn't, it's not picking on him. I also do think it's because of him that a lot of people will do that trope. Is because people are like, because of how well done he was made. Grog's one of my favorite uh, Let's Play characters of all time. I think he's hilarious. Um, I do love Grog. And it's because he was that typical dumb Goliath barbarian that you have that stereotype where you will have your typical dumb Goliath barbarian. It is a carbon copy of Grog. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I was just researching something really quickly um, because the rage thing and being reckless reminded me of this. But um, I think rage has a lot of inspiration from the Viking warrior called a berser berserker, which basically their job was to go berserk. Like, that's why we have that word to go berserk. Isn't there a berserker subclass? Yep. Yeah, I was, I was yep. going to yeah, say. Okay, there is. That's what I thought. Yep. So with all classes as well, there are at level one, two, or three, depending on your class, you get something called a subclass, which is more of a, it's what your character um, specializes in. So with barbarians at level three, they get what's called a path, a primal path. So one of those is path of the berserker. And I was about to bring it up and they get a ability called frenzy in which uh, during the duration of your whole rage, you can make a single melee weapon attack as a bonus action on each of your turns. Which is huge at level three. Yes, it's massive. Mm -hmm. Because the ability to get two attacks, you don't get uh, extra attacks to level five on all classes. So, I mean, unless you use a bonus action. But a lot of times, in order to get a bonus action, if you're going to use a bonus action to make an attack, it's just a straight roll. Um, but it really just depends. Anyway... Um, so that's just massive for the, the barbarian going to the path of berserker. And it's because of what you're saying. It's inspired by the berserker Vikings. I actually, I'm curious now, kind of going off our outline. What is the most unique barbarian you've seen? Have you seen one? Have you heard of one? That's a good question. I haven't played a lot of D&D in my lifetime. So I, I haven't really seen anything other than what we find the stereotype. Um, going back to Critical Role, the second campaign, Ashley's character, she was a, she was like an, was she an Asimar or Asimir? Asimir. Yes. Yeah, but she was, her character was really quiet and gentle Um, until she went into rage. So that kind of goes against the uh, stereotype a little bit. It's funny to see the, the drastic difference between grog travis's character and then yasha ashley's character where grog was just your again your typical your stereotypical barbarian and then ashley was like i like flowers and i love birds and animals and blah 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 and just the absolute and then it's always was fun when uh it always was fun when Tra when ashley would rage and travis was just like yeah you're just yeah, like he's so excited <laughs> you get so excited for that Anyone have any cool? My brother-in-law, I'm based off of how many times he's played Barbarian, I'm going to go ahead and say that it's his favorite class. But I'm sorry, Kevin, I don't remember what exactly you did. It was so long ago. But he has never really gone into the stereotype of being, I hit hard and I'm really dumb. He really likes to flesh out his backstory and make it so his barbarian is more of like i would almost say battle master level of a fighter where he's very strategic about it so going off that is how in your backstory do you avoid the dumb what are some ways you could avoid that if you don't want to be your st the stereotype how do you avoid it hi i was if we're building kind of off of Haley's brother's uh, character um an idea i've actually had is Kind of almost having, I, it's almost, I would almost say like a military strategist kind of barbarian. Mm -hmm. 
that's just kind of one I one way that you could build it so that they're not completely stupid. Can I get a repeat of the question so then I can formulate my thoughts? The question was, how do you avoid the stereotype of being a dumb barbarian? I would say be unique with your backstory. I remember reading about a barbarian that someone made, because again, I haven't played a lot of D&D in my life, so I don't really have a lot of firsthand examples. But there was one person that made their barbarian where they were like the, the mother of the group and they became like so fiercely defensive of everyone there. So it was like angry mom energy. Like a mama that, bear. I like Yeah, that. like a mama bear. Ma- mama bear that. barbarian. It was very fun. That that kind of dipped away from what we see as the, the stereotype. I'm not yeah. talking very well today, guys. I'm so sorry. Mood. No, you are. You I think are. we're all struggling a little bit. English is difficult. Do we need English to is difficult. No. I, I want to make a barbarian where obviously you do strength and constitution first, but then you have intelligence be very, very high because, okay. because then it just, one, it immediately puts your character away from the dumb barbarian and you have them as like this. I mean, you could go the Bruce Banner route where they are this phenomenal scientist and sometimes they just can't control their anger and that's what makes them rage you could go like that right where they are so smart and they're trying to figure out why they have this darn anger issue or like they turn into this monster and that's their whole backstory is they are trying to figure out the cure for this or the ability to control that rage and turn it into a um a power for good instead of just a destructive force yeah and if you want to go like a psychological route your character could have something unresolved in their past that like triggers that, they you know, and they need trauma. to figure they could have trauma. Make it a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde situation. Ooh, that's a good idea. I would argue if you're going Dr. Jekyll, uh, uh, Mr. Hyde, you go Alchem- uh, Artificer because there's a, or is it Artificer or Blood Hunter? Blood Hunter has the, I think you're thinking about the mutagen. Yes, path. that's what I want to think of the. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I know things sometimes. Dang. Sam's got the brains. He today. did it. Oh my goodness, he did it. Um Braden talking about an intelligent barbarian actually gave me another idea, but I'll let you finish your thought first. That was the end of my thought. So when you were talking about a barbarian with a high intelligence stat, it made me think of like a, a barbarian that knows like the human body or or whatever creature's body it's attacking. So it's very precise with its attacks. Because isn't there a function in D&D where you can attack a specific part of someone's body? Like you're um, going straight for their eyes? I mean, there is. Um, it just depends on your DM. Yeah. Because it, the reason I'm not a big fan of that is because you could be like, oh, I'm going for their neck to chop off their head every single time. And I'd be like, that, that ruins combat. But yes, there is a mechanic that does do that. I, I would totally play a barbarian that knows where where ligaments are going for the heels i wouldn't go straight for the head because i'd make combat boring every time you maim them distinguished Egyptian yeah. with a monocle on top hat oh. keep sand in your pocket you throw sand in their eyes pocket sand pocket sand magic um i have i don't know how to bring it up though i have another thing i want to talk about i'm just not sure how to like make it flow into what we're talking about you just did go ahead okay perfect um a lot of people play an angry barbarian but 
anger is like a super complex emotion and it's often a secondary emotion so what if your barbarian is trying to cover up a deeper emotion with the anger like shame or even fear and also are you loved are you loved is that what you just said no just like you could also argue for love because there's actually been there's a character i've been wanting to build uh for for a future campaign potentially but i can kill strider off if you want uh no we'll we'll, we'll leave him alive for no, now. i'm not ready to part ways yet I'm, i'll kill him it's fine you can bring him out i'm good i haven't even built him yet so well now's your chance mm. yeah, strider's strider's dying next up next camp uh, session whatever you call it whatever the fetch it's called uh so Cringe. good luck Cringe. so i just looked it up and it says the four roots of anger are disappointment feeling overwhelmed fear and feelings of inadequacy so mm. any one of those can you repeat all those kendall okay disappointment feeling overwhelmed fear and feelings of inadequacy what are some characters in movies or popular media that would fit into the barbarian um, class? Anything that Dwayne Johnson plays. <laughs> Dom Toretto. Um, obviously, the Hulk is like a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Thor wouldn't be considered a barbarian, would he? Thor would be a paladin. That's fair. That's fair. I, I think so. Chewbacca. Thor- yeah. Ooh. Chewbacca could be a good one. I feel like with a lot of these characters, you could argue for different ways. Like Thor could be a barbarian if you go the path of the Storm Herald subclass, which is all yeah. about lightning and stuff. So possible. Um, I'm, dude, I can talk about this for days, brother. Uh, <laughs> um, Hulk is path of the, I mean... Berserker probably. Berserker would probably be the best one. It's it's a very different. Hulk is a un- unique one because, in a sense, Bruce Banner and Hulk are two separate ent- entities. That so, would make him Path of the Giant, obviously. Path of the Giant would actually be really good as well. Um, Hercules. Hercules. Did you look up ten characters to inspire your next D and D barbarian? No, I just knew that oh. one off the top of my head because he. I. I did a. My first campaign was a Disney D and D, and he was a barbarian in my campaign. If we're talking Disney, and I guess a... you could also go the Beast as well. The Beast, yeah. But I, I like that you said Hercules because I would have thought he's a paladin, but that's because I was following that stereotype in my head. But yeah, he works as a barbarian too, even though he's like really gentle and kind. Yeah, I you like wanna, it. You wanna who's a barbarian? And it's pretty obvious that they're a barbarian. Is it Conan the Barbarian? Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the Iron Giant. The Iron Giant. How would He's the Iron a barbarian with, with emotional issues. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm on this website and from the Muppets, Animal from the Muppets would yeah, be a, a barbarian. 100%. Which is freaking amazing because I love the Muppets. And... I would argue Miss Piggy as well. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Miss Piggy. Uh, Miss Piggy, please. No. Uh. She definitely has a lot of rage. She yes. does. Miss Piggy is the iconic 
barbarian. <laughs> Miss Piggy, if you'd like to come on the podcast, you're more than welcome. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of um, other barbarians. I mean, oh. Ooh. This, this one, honestly, I would argue Darth Vader could be a barbarian. How so? Ooh. Him as well as Darth Maul, they're both very much so fueled by like anger and hate, and they use that to create strength. That's true. So could you argue that all Sith are barbarians? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Okay, so this one's a bit of a stretch. Dwight Schrute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Please elaborate. Counter argument, Kevin Malone. I, I, okay, Kevin Malone. And no, I want to hear your argument for Dwight Dwight and Kevin. Well, why not? (laughs) If you can give me five reasons why not, I'll give you five reasons of why you should. No, I... I'm asking five reasons. I'm just curious. Like it's this is called I having just, a conversation. <laughs> I just see him being a barbarian. Okay, I just do. That makes sense. Oh, um, Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. 100%, oh yeah. yeah, he's a cleric for sure. <laughs> In what world? My that world. man thinks if he stays still, he's invisible. So therefore, makes he's a rogue. rogue. He's a rogue. <laughs> Would Gamora be considered a barbarian as well? Fighter. No, one fighter. Yeah, should be a fighter. Fighter and Gamora for Gamora. That's not for like another three episodes, though. Take that out. Cutting it out. <laughs> um, Who else we got? Donkey Kong. Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong. I really just thought you were going to say Donkey from Shrek. <laughs> oh, Shrek. Shrek's, Shrek's a barbarian. Probably. Shrek is a barbarian, yeah. Uh, Donkey's Donkey. a bard. He's a bard, 100%. He, he got that nat 20 for seducing the dragon. Oh my gosh, yeah. you're totally right. Oh my gosh. No, I was just thinking because he sings all the time. Dang it. That'll be our no. next uh, class talk is when we talk about bards and their stereotypes. And I'm going to be so heated. Bard, oh horny or helpful? <laughs> yes. Is that what That's the, a good title? Is that what the title is? The bard is... Uh, I think it's got cringy or unique. Morning, mm. you're helpful. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> yes, to both. Um, exactly. What do in your guys' personal favorite classes? Where do barbarians rank? I'd put them top I've, five. I really like martial classes, so he uh, barbarians would be. I'd say he uh, barbarian would be up in top three. Why are you gendering barbarians? I am, I'm sorry. I'm thinking how I would play, and I would play a tiny man. Oh, I just remembered another barbarian. I've been trying to think of it. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. Tarzan. Yeah. Okay, anyway. That's a good one. Or would he be a monk? He would be a monk. You could go either or. Yeah. That's another one where you could go either or. He's Um, multi-classed. What, where would they rank? So you were saying you like martial classes, Sam. So I do. Would you say that barbarians are your, obviously, I feel like, sorry, your pinnacle martial classes 
are fighter and barbarian. I would almost say, though, that barbarians are like the most martial of all the martial classes. Well, absolutely. All of their abilities and features are all about combat, pretty much. I don't think there's, with maybe the exception of like an intimidation check bonus or two, most of them are combat related. Haley, yeah. I want to hear your thoughts on that because I know you're a, a fighter fan. Um, if we're bringing subclasses into it, I would agree that Barbarian would be the most martial because there are magic subclasses with fighter and the only magic one i can think of for barbarian is wild magic and that's not even we all know that's not not really like yeah it's not them casting it's just whenever they go into a rage something happens around them yeah so i would agree with that but i do love fighters so barbarians on our we talked about this when we were talking about our favorite class on a scale from left being Liberal, right? Being Republican. Just kidding. Uh, on a scale, <laughs> hey, yo, barbarians oh, no. are Republicans, boy. America. <laughs> yeah, what political party would you put the barbarians? The government in? can't take away my right to libertarians. <laughs> they would be libertarians. <laughs> be liber- anyway, uh, taking Bill out of the exam. I'm cutting that out, but that's hilarious. Um, X is X to your face. <laughs> um, left, if. We look at them on a like a line graph, left being martial, right being more left being more martial, right being more um magic. rage or magic, yeah, magic. I would put barbarians the furthest left you could go. Yep. I, I agree. agree. Yeah, same here. Let's make a chart. We'll make a chart and we'll update it. Post it to the socials. On our socials. Okay. Uh your furthest left. We could also do with that. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure something out. That'd be cool. Um, any other comments about barbarians or anything of the sort? Should we talk about subclasses? I feel like this is something we could discuss and possibly argue about and make people laugh because that's the point of laughter is to make them laugh. What okay. do you guys think is the best barbarian subclass? Okay, best or my personal favorite because they are not the same. You can do both. Okay. I I do think that Path of the Totem Warrior might be the best one. I'd I'd argue for that one or Berserker, but my personal favorite I think would be the Wild Magic. Wild Magic is fun. <laughs> exactly. I just love the idea of you hitting something so hard that a magical effect happens around you that you have no control over. Yep. Hitting something so hard or just getting so pissed that a until your rage ends, you are surrounded by multicolored protective lights and you gain plus one bonus to your armor class. And while within 10 feet of you, your allies gain the same bonus. That's actually kind of good. That or is the awesome. one where you hit so hard, you teleport up to 30 feet. That's insane. Holy crap. Right? And it happens as a bonus action at the end of each of your turns until your rage ends. I will say, I think I like wild magic sorcerers better than wild magic barbarians. There's a lot more randomness to it. That's fair. Mm -hmm. I just like wild magic to begin with. I do too. I think it's fun. My favorite is probably wild magic as well. I really like berserker. It's super simple. 
and I really think I think it's really good. My I think the best one though is Path of the Zealot. Oh, that's Path a good of, one too. The ability to just yeah, like basically does. stay alive forever. Like I'm that's insane. So how would you describe Path of the Zealot? Um basically a barbarian has devoted their who channels their rage through a divine power sword. Like a zealot is like a, a religious zealot is what you is what I think of when I hear the word zealot. Someone who is just so intently devoted to their religion. So it's a very similar thing where the bar- barbarian has devoted to the religion or god or whatever whatever divine divine power it may be that their rage manifests that divine power. Yeah. Okay. Sam, what's your favorite class subclass? I haven't played enough Barbarian to have a definite favorite. So just from what I've read, I really like the Path of the Giant because it gives you a lot of fun things you can do. How would you describe Path of the Giant? Uh, You start small, you get mad, you get big. So you're basically the Hulk. (laughs) Also, you can throw stuff. And if you're if the stuff you throw happens to be like a sharpie thing, like a weapon or something, it comes back. Boomerang, you always that's come it. back. Exactly. <laughs> it does. Yes. Moon. Oh, that's kind of dope. It, it reappears in your hand. Oh, you can also oh, like infuse it. Yeah, you can infuse whatever you throw with a magical element like fire, or poison or lightning. So that gives you a lot of attack versatility as well. And those uh, elemental attack, da- the ML- I'm having a stroke. The elemental attack damage gets added on in addition to the normal attack damage. So you do such and such slashing, and then you also do such and such fire. It's pretty cool. Kendall and Hunter. Go ahead, Kendall. Um, you want me to go first, Hunter? Yeah, go for it. Um... If you know anything about me, you know exactly which one I'm going to say. Path of the Beast. She like animals. I do like animals. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I really like Path of the Beast, and I like the idea that you are so angry. Well, I don't like this idea. If I saw this in real life, I would sob and be traumatized forever. But just (laughs) that you are so angry that you become animal. Like... You're not physically becoming an animal, but you just go so crazy, so berserk that you start your abilities become animal like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Hunter. One go taking a new shit. Okay, you can still have the same opinion though. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> berserk. I, I would also say berserk is probably still the it's very simple, it's very straightforward, it's great. But also, I, I do like Path of the Beast. I do think it's really cool. Um, just just a small correction, Kendall, if I'm remembering correctly. With Path of the Beast, when you rage, one single of your feature like actually transforms. And so, like, uh, let me open you up. You literally the become an animal. There. It's a. Oh, um, you do. You get no, game you, you, claws you or horns change. and stuff. Oh, uh, I misread that. So, from what I can see, you're. You can you can gain a bite attack, a claw attack, or a tail attack. That's cool too. I like that too. Right, yeah, so sick. like your your mouth transform into a muzzle, um, or great mandibles. You get grow claws or you grow tail. Yeah. I don't know how I missed that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. It's a cool. Uh, Path of um, the Zell is also sick. 
the latency of what Kendall just said was insane. I heard her say like the complete sentence, nothing came through Discord, and then the full thing came through. <laughs> nice. It's like a full two second delay. Um, Path of the Zealot. I'm looking at a website, and it's actually saying Path of the Zealot's one of the worst. Cringe. I'm like, cringe. It's saying that Beast, um, Ancestral Guardian, and a few Ooh. others are, are, are better. Giants up there. Oh, are, you, are you on the one that color codes it? RPG bot, yes. Yeah, I'm on that one too. Yeah. Berserker, they have as the worst. Apparently I think that's because it... Suck. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Doesn't Berserker come with the exhaustion mechanic that everyone despises and does With not use frenzy. because it's stupid? Yeah. yeah. Frenzy. When your rage ends, you gain an exhaustion point. Oh, that's no one plays with that rule. It's stupid. Yeah, you would never want to use your rage if you had that. You would never want to use frenzy. Go into yeah. a frenzied oh, rage. Frenzy. I, with subclasses, it really just depends on what you want to build. Like, don't worry. If you want to do a min-max character, you want the best. Like, go ahead, do the best. I choose subclasses because it fits into my background or because I want to play them. So whatever yeah. subclass you want to do, don't care if it's good or not. Do it because it's you want to play. I will say yeah. I, I've, I, I've talked to a few people who have chosen a subclass and didn't like it, so I allowed them to change. Hopefully your DM is as lenient, not like a long, long time down the road. Um, hopefully your DM's lenient enough where if you aren't having fun, you can kind of switch it up. But pick the subclass that looks most fun to you. We like these specific ones. We think these ones are best. Obviously, we don't know which barbarian class is the uh, subclass is the best. But who cares? Am I right? Um, it really just comes there down to what you There isn't the best one. It's whatever you find the most fun. Yep. Because that's subjective. the point of D&D. It is subjective, like Kendall said. Well, any other that comments? That being about said, Path of the Giant is the best. Well, that being said, mm. you're wrong. Got him. Splish splash, your opinion is trash. Oh, swiggity swiggity, coming for that well, booty. With Path of the Beast, you could literally be talking about a fight you had, and you could say, I grabbed him with my bare hands, and you wouldn't know if they meant it literally or not. True. You have the right to bare arms. Yeah. True. True. Think of all. Think of all the puns. <laughs> well, oh, I miss Daniel. <laughs> any any uh, other comments about barbarians before we close up the session? What's their hygiene normally like? Stereotypically. Mud Thank bath. you guys so much for coming <laughs> out to the podcast. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll say it again and again. We do. We do love you guys. You guys are awesome. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast, make sure to rate it five stars and share it with your friends and family. If you're not following us yet, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. We posted our first thing on TikTok. It was a sneak peek for one of our episodes, episode 10. If you haven't listened to that one yet, go listen to that one. Uh, follow us beyond the tavern wall, TikTok and Instagram. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for episodes, beyond the tavern wall at gmail.com. And like I said before, if you love the podcast, the best way to get this podcast out is for you to share it with your friends and families who play D&D or who don't play D&D. And we're going to go with Kendall. Who are they sharing it with this week? You are sharing it with somebody who is muscular. Somebody who is muscular. If you go to the gym, you see that jacked out guy over there benching 345 pounds. Just normal. He might be a barbarian. He probably is a barbarian. Share it with him. Do it now. 
go to the gym and share it with someone. Yeah, go to the gym. Turn it on a speaker at the gym. There we go, guys. Thank you so much for coming out tonight. Appreciate all of you. Everyone, let's say our goodbyes. Bye. Bye, Bye. everyone.